0: Hey guys, it's it's that time. So I want to get I want to get started. Thank you for uh, for all being here. Um, real briefly, I'm just going to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Alex Barrett, and I'm from uh, Church in the Valley in Alhambra, which is outside of uh, Los Angeles. And I'm the campus pastor uh, there at Church in the Valley. And um, before that, I was a school teacher. Um, but I've been on staff at a ch- the church since uh, 2006, and so uh, the last couple years we've been able to come up for um, spring break to just be able to interact with a lot of the students that attend Church in the Valley, but also um, it's great to get to know all of you from other campuses uh, across Southern California and Northern California as well, not forgetting our Chico peeps. So um, you're here because either you thought this is a different workshop and it's not, or you're actually wondering if you are an adult or not. And so uh, feel free to leave if you realize that you're not at the right one. This is the adulting um, workshop. And so what what I just kind of want to give like as a preface for this workshop is that this topic is is one that is probably more self-reflective in nature. And so I want to ask a lot of questions. Uh, some of which I want answers for, and then some of which I just want you to be able to like ask yourself. Because on the topic of maturity and being an adult, you actually can't like read a book and then just decide, like, yes, I am or, or yes, I'm not. And so instead, you actually have to reflect on where you are and your perspective and the things that you think, and then determine uh, what, what your next step is. And so I hope through the questions and through the material, you guys can leave here with a sense of, uh, how do you move forward to adulthood? So first thing, does anyone, has, has people heard of adulting? You've heard of that, right? What, what is adulting? If somebody would say like, what workshop did you go to? I went to adulting. And what is that? What would you say? Uh, taking responsibility for things, for actions. Taking responsibility for actions, okay? Doing things adults do. Doing things adults do. that's like you need money you shouldn't rob it i just go and i go to the atm i'm adulting okay any anyone else have a different thought or yes sir in the back yeah well first it starts with having bills and then you pay them so there's like a twofer there yes yeah I, i did when there's a situation you think we should go ask the adult and then realize you're the adult in the room. Oh. <laughs> that one just hits you. Like, all right, got to talk to somebody. And you look around, you're like, he's a third grader. He's older than me, but I'm not going to ask him. It's me, right? Um, I actually got a big kick out of, um, I actually looked up the hashtag adulting on Twitter. And it's just, it's hilarious. If you haven't done it, I recommend it when you have internet tomorrow <laughs> night, okay? Uh, but I looked it up and it's just stuff like, you know, going shopping at the grocery store to Tuesday night, hashtag adulting. <laughs> like, you know, paying off my debt, adulting. And like, as you, as you read it, there's like some humorous and then some people like, they're basically like, I don't have a life, <laughs> adulting. <laughs> And that's like, it's, it's just kind of a, a mixture of all, but it, it's quite funny. But uh, actually, there is a definition to adulting, and I, per, I pulled this definition from the Urban Dictionary, which I don't know if that's adulting yeah. to use that. It like maybe a contradiction, and you have to filter it. But adulting says this in the Urban Dictionary, to do grown-up things and hold responsibilities such as a nine-to-five job, a mortgage-slash-rent, a car payment, or anything else that makes one think of grown-ups. So say so you have a job, adulting. You have bills, adulting, right? So what I, what I want to do is, is I want to start by you interacting with each other, and then we're going to share it whole group, okay? So here's my first question. What pops into your head when someone says to you, you need to be an adult, what pops in your head? I want you to share that with somebody right next to you, like your neighbor. What pops in your head when somebody says, you need to be an adult? Go. Okay, stop. What were, what were some things that were shared? Just call them out. Long-term decisions. Long-term decisions. Like you need to be an adult and you need to make some long-term decisions. I don't have retirement plans yet. So I'm just Okay, you're talking like deep. Into the, okay, good. Just call them out, call them out. Be there for your kid? Say that again. Be in there for your kid? Be in there for your kid. You've got to be an adult. Be there for your kid, okay? Yeah. Being married? Being married. <laughs> it's like, you've got to be an adult, so she's cute. <laughs> yes? You've got to take like, certain things, like take serious topics seriously and not just like be silly or just like, you know, slack off on it or whatever. But okay. Serious up, be serious, be serious not silly. Okay. Civil? Yeah, like, be like, uh, not as mature as like, Be mature, okay? This room, like, this side, like, where are you guys at? When Come on. Uh, when someone's saying, like, you need to be an adult, that I means previously I was doing something childish, and so, like, maybe there's a relationship that you see cleared up or something like that. But, they're like, okay, you need to go be an adult, go, do, go to your adult thing. Have, have, have your parents ever said that to you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Was it justified? That was a deep question, but I just wanted to know. Okay. Second question I want you to talk about amongst yourselves, okay? We're taking it a step further. You guys with me? Okay. How would you gauge whether you are an adult or not? So if I were to ask you, are you an adult, how would you gauge that? Okay, let's stop. What were were some ways you would gauge whether you're an adult or not? Now... Try not to answer it like, I'm an adult because, but just like generally, because we don't want to like, you know, start this comparison. But just, what are some ways you'd gauge it? Yeah. Like the caliber of decisions that you're making. Okay. So the kinds of decisions you make. Good. Um, Passing certain thresholds, like do you have a car, do you have a job, do you have your own house or apartment? Okay. So just like actually moving forward in life in certain benchmarks. Yeah. Say that again. Taking responsibilities. Okay. Uh, when I become responsible for someone other than myself. Okay. Whether it be I have a kid or I'm uh, other people. Okay, so responsible for for somebody else, okay. Somebody else. Yes. Um, we were saying like it's kind of a mixture between um, age and your level of dependency on mm-hmm. somebody else. Just okay. The more independent you are, the more like adult you are. But like also there's kind of Like, if you're a really independent 12-year-old, I still wouldn't call you an adult. Okay. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Just kidding. kidding. You have to be 13 and then... Okay, last question. Last question. Okay? What separates a child from an adult? What separates a child from an adult? Go. Okay. Let's let's bring it back. That's the last question for just, just a little bit. So, what what were some of the ways that you made distinctions between a, ch- a child versus an adult? Go ahead. Um, a child would probably run away or procrastinate from responsibilities that they have. Okay. An adult will face those responsibilities in a mature way, like we've been saying, and also make the next steps to keep on going forward. Okay, so just in the way they handle responsibilities. Good. Yeah. My dad always said uh, the difference between a boy and a man, and I would say in this. Go from caring about yourself to caring about others, which back's off the red hat. So. Thank you, red hat. All right, yes. All right, quite down so other people can share. Go ahead. Okay, so just ha- having Sorry. having routine. She's not laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. I, I feel like I don't have a routine or something on its own. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have a routine, so she's going to read the newspaper starting Monday. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the level of dependency or independency, like a child is completely dependent on their parent, but an adult is independent, and they can fend for themselves, pay their own bills, things like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's just do you two in the back. Go ahead. Uh, I Brian's video said, uh, a boy does what he wants to do, but a man does what he needs to do. Okay. Did, did he steal yours? I <laughs> steal <laughs> So say, say that one more time. A, a boy does what he wants to do, and a man does what he needs to do. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to I talk a little bit about the difference between a child and an adult. Because if we actually don't know what a child is and we don't know what an adult is, it's actually very difficult to find out where we are as individuals, okay? So uh, on your, your piece of paper, does everyone have a, a handout? There's um, a few blanks on there that I'm gonna make sure you get. If I miss it, just raise your hand, I'll make sure you get it. But let, let's first look at, so I want you to think like, okay, we're, we're painting this picture of like what a child actually is. And so when I say a child, this is in no way a, like, bash on kids. I have three of my own, and I love them. But a kid is a kid. And they're not supposed to be an adult because they're a kid, okay? So when I talk about this, it's like, man, we hate children. No, I believe that children are the future. Let them go, right? All right. Um, so that is true. They are the future because they're younger. But, all right, here's two characteristics of... Uh, children, which you guys have actually already come to, okay? The first is children are dependent, okay? And then secondly, children are self-focused. So the, the idea of de- dependency, when you hear somebody is dependent, what does that mean? If you are dependent on somebody else, what does that mean? So they rely on someone else. So they rely. Okay? Uh, Another kind of part of that is you can't live without someone else. You are dependent on them, which is the case for kids. They need parents to take care of them because they're dependent on their parents uh, to do that. Children are also self focused. What do you think that means, self focused? They care about themselves. Any, anyone else have a just self-focus? What does that mean to you? Yes. They don't really see like the consequences of their actions, so it's very like just me at the moment. All they see is them in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is connected. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um, what would be like just some examples of like a kid being a kid? Like when a kid did something and you're like, they're just being a kid. What are examples of that? Just think practical examples. Yeah. So, like, Wouldn't think of like, you know, that his first 16 would it be like, oh, that's my fault. I need to clean up. The mom or dad would probably get a off or something. So, yeah, a primary example would be a kid spills his drink and he's like, wow, like a cup like jumped off the table. <laughs> and it's soaking into the carpet. And they just watch it. I wonder if that's ever happened to me. <laughs> right? That's true. Any other examples? Anyone? Just what's a kid being a kid? Jumping on the furniture. Jumping on the furniture. Like, why wouldn't you? In fact, my kids at Hume we have four beds. We have like the double, and then like the single, and then a rollaway, and then a trundle. And last night it was like obstacle course. They were jumping on the beds. Don't tell the Hume staff, but that's what they were doing. They're kids. Any anyone else? What's the like prime example? Yeah. Tantrums. You guys ever seen a kid throw a tantrum? It's like the most perfect picture of what's going inside of a kid at that moment. No, I'm serious. It's like the rawest emotion. And if we have time at the end of this, we are going to each throw our best tantrum. Okay? But if you think about a tantrum, it's just like, all emotion, it's all reaction, and they're they're out of control. There's no control of themselves. But you see a kid throwing a tantrum at the mall, you think certain things like he's being a kid, and then other things like, where's his parents? You know, or, <laughs> you know. I know we all think that, like, or what is going on? It's crazy, but it's a kid being a kid. That's what kids do. Okay. An adult, on the other hand, is obviously not dependent and not self focused. An adult has personal responsibility and that's a lot of what you guys already shared at the beginning personal responsibility now whenever you think of dependent when you think of an adult what do you think is the opposite of that independent Independent. okay i want to use a different word other than that to represent personal responsibility and that's interdependent okay here's the thing There's actually many kids that while they are dependent, they also are independent in their will, which is, I don't need anyone, I can do things on my own. And sometimes we think adults should be independent, which is this idea of, I can be over here in my own life, living it my own way, and I don't have to care or think about anyone else. There's an independence that's isolated. And that's not actually what adults should be. But interdependent is the idea that you have personal responsibility, but your responsibilities are connected to how they fit within the people of your life. So you realize as an interdependent person who bears personal responsibility at your job, you have to work with others. And while you may have your deadline, there's people that have their deadline. And you need to work within your deadline because it impacts other people. That's interdependence, you're working as a team. You're not the only person. The reason that's important is many times people think that they're adulting, but they're actually just being adultish kids because they're just doing what they want to do regardless of anyone else. That's actually not being an adult. And that leads to the second aspect, which is adults contribute to the greater good. Adults contribute to the greater good. This is actually what love is. So if you are a parent of kids who are dependent and self-focused, your goal in training them, Lord willing, you guys have kids if you don't yet already, your goal in training them should be, how do I help them realize that they're not the only person on the face of the planet and recognize that there's other people around them that they actually have to choose to love? It's a choice. But adults, they contribute to the greater good. They contribute to the welfare of others. And that means you, you learn to cooperate with others, which is that part of interdependence. Cooperation is really high uh, in family life, on the job, uh, in ministry. And here's another part, which is contributing to the greater good. An adult recognizes, especially a follower of Christ, recognizes that there are goals greater than just their own There are goals that are greater than just their own. So they don't make their life just about fulfilling their own goals. They actually even look at, are there goals of other people around me that I can help them reach their goals for the kingdom? And are there goals of people that are gonna come after me that by the life I live, I can help them achieve them as well? So there's a sense of, it's not just, again, me independently setting my goals and living my life in a way that I'm responsible in achieving them. It's actually realizing that There's other goals out there that are bigger than my own that I actually can be a part of. And that's what kingdom living is. It's realizing that there's something bigger than just myself, my own ambition. Okay? That's what an adult is. So here's what I I want you to think about. And I'm not going to ask this, but I want you to... Well, I am going to ask it, but I, I don't want you to share. Okay? Are you an adult. Okay? Just think about that. Just are you an adult? And this is what I'd like you to share. And this is like a little bit, so far like these these questions haven't cost you anything yet, but I've had you for like 20 minutes, so like we've got trust, right? Like like 20 minutes worth of trust. So this question will be gauged by that. Okay. But what's your biggest fear or concern about being an adult? Just think about that. And then I'd like you to answer it. What's your biggest fear or concern about being or becoming an adult? I'm just going to give people a little bit of time to think and then I'll I'll ask you to share. All right. Anyone just ready to step up and share your greatest fears of being an adult? Yes, go ahead. Um, like screwing up my family in the future. Yeah. And then like the generations following. Yeah, not only just screwing your family, but like screwing up your family. But... I could impact like their kids and their kids. You remember that one guy, like great, great, great David? Yeah, he screwed it all up. <laughs> if you don't have fears, by the end of this question, you will. Okay. Anyone else? Greatest fears? Yeah, in the back. So like just falling short of. Fulfilling the role of being responsible and providing. That's good. Anyone else? Setting a poor example. Okay. So just setting a poor example and that could have an impact in a number of ways. Yeah. Not having enough like finances to be able to like afford rent and also eat healthy and more than Top Ramen. (laughs) Sure. Adults eat Top Ramen. (laughs) Top Ramen 24 seven.
1: They're Good point. <laughs> yeah, they're not adults very long, yes.
0: Anyone else? Any, anyone over here at this section? Any fears you have about becoming an adult or being an adult? This is your chance, this side. Yes? I letting go of trying to be independent. Okay. Good. You just, uh, you had something you were like ready. I mean, I did, yeah. Ready oh, okay. Did you think I was gonna skip you when she talked? Yeah, I am. No, I was just repeating that question. Okay. Okay. Good. Being an adult is being put on the spot (laughs) in the middle of everyone. They good answer. Okay. They said it. Yes. I I think for me, like fixing things, because I'm not really that good with my hands. Oh yeah, like like, stuff breaks. Yeah. Exactly. I'm terrible. Okay. Okay. I gotta like look at something to make sure that it's right. I can't just like do it. I gotta look at the uh, directions and all do on my own, like everything, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back there. I fear that it's going to take me a while. Like, I fear that I'm never going to really feel like, oh, I'm an adult. Okay, so it's just like, what if I never actually feel like it and I'm just in this state of <laughs> yeah. trying to become it? That's good, yeah. I guess I fear being a poor representation of a Christian brother or something. Okay, so I just may fail, and therefore, again, my example is bad. Yeah. Good, yeah. Uh, that I'll lose myself. Okay, what, what does lose yourself mean? Such as like my values and my beliefs and how I go, want to go about things. If I get too pressured with everything I have to do. Like I you'll lose. crumble. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That like my marriage could fail in the future. Like that I, I commit myself to someone but i not good enough. Yeah. This is like, this is real. Because when you talk about an adult, all you guys have a picture in your head of all that that means in your future that you're maybe not doing now, or you're doing it to a smaller degree. So being an adult is really talking about the unknown, right? You guys are talking about things you don't know yet, and that's where fear comes, right? I have this idea or picture of what's to come, and I'm fearful of what will become, but I have no idea, and therefore I'm fearful. And so every single one of your thoughts, I've actually thought myself, and I had the same fears. And I still have them to this day. So there's just an element of fear that you guys experience right now that's connected to the unknown of life, and it's always there. But I want to talk a little bit about how do you turn the corner, despite the fears, to actually being the adult that, that God wants you to be, okay? Okay. So um, I'm going to have just, I didn't say this at the beginning, but I'm going to have some questions at the end. Like any questions you guys have about being an adult, if I can answer, I will. If we need to talk more, we can talk more. But I do want to have time at the end. So if you want to think of questions, you can do that. But I'm going to kind of move along and talk about the idea of how to move toward maturity. Because anytime you talk about being a child moving into being an adult, it's actually about How do you move from immaturity to maturity? That's what it is. An adult, Lord willing, should be a mature person. A child is an immature person, okay? You have to move from one to the other, which starts with the first point. Number one, you have to commit to being an adult. Behavior follows commitment every time. You actually don't feel like an adult and then become an adult. You choose to be an adult and over time you actually may feel like one, okay? But it starts with a decision of a commitment. It's not a feeling and it's actually a certain age. It's not a certain age. Like all of a sudden you're 21, now you're an adult, but you were 20 and a half and you weren't It's not an age. It's a commitment. And that's where it starts. You have to commit to being an adult. There's a verse on there. 1 Corinthians 13, 11, on your handout. It says, When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. That verse is is talking about spiritual maturity but in the same time it's talking about actually the development of the whole person that's what we've been talking about what's the characteristic of a kid a kid is a kid that's what makes them a kid so they may throw tantrums they may need their mom and dad to walk them to the bathroom they're dependent they're self-focused that's what a child does but what paul's writing here is that children do what children do and then you decide to stop being a child And that's when he says, when I became a man, what's that next word or phrase? I what? Gave up. up. I gave up. I chose to put away, to give up, to surrender childish ways. It's a decision. Here's another thing connected to the commitment and how behavior always follows commitment. If you act like an adult, you get treated like an adult. It's true. And actually, the opposite is true as well. If you act like a child, how do you get treated? Like a child. And so that's why Paul's statement is so crucial He's saying you, just, you can't act like that anymore. You have to decide, and you have to commit to being an adult. So that's why I wanted you to share all those characteristics. Because that means, then, that you have to give up dependence. It means you have to give up being self-focused. And then you fill that with personal responsibility, taking care of all that you've been given, and seeing that there's people greater than yourself and looking for the welfare of others. That, that's what it means. Uh, there's another verse uh, by Paul as well. And this is 1 Corinthians 14, 20. Could somebody read that? Yes. Go ahead. Who said, whoever said yes. Brothers, do not be children in your thinking, be infants in evil, but in your thinking, be mature. Okay, what, what does that mean? Do not be children in your thinking. Then he says, Be infants in evil. But in your thinking, be mature. What does that mean? Know what is evil, but don't do what is evil. Okay, so you know it, and because you know it, you don't do it. Okay? Yeah? I'm not getting the be infants in evil word. I'm trying to understand. What does that mean? That's what I'm asking you guys. So you don't know? Anyone else have an idea? What's infant and evil? I think, like, well, infants, like, just think of infants just in the basic sense. Like, they don't know anything. They can't really do anything. So if they are evil, they really can't do anything. Okay. So we as Christians, we really shouldn't do anything evil because the infants can't do evil. Yeah. That sense. Yeah. It's actually talking about experience and exposure. If you really know something, you're experienced in it. If you want to learn... To play an instrument, you have to have experiences practicing, performing, getting feedback, and then you keep practicing, performing, getting feedback, and that's your experience. But to be an infant in evil is saying, while you may know what it is, therefore to avoid it, you're not experienced in it. And that's really important. And he's making this distinction. Being an adult and being mature in your thinking actually means you avoid the things that are evil. But you have to think a certain way. And that's actually connected to a verse that you don't have on there, but I want you to just write it, just the reference. It's Hebrews 5.14. And this is just another kind of slice of this whole idea. It says this, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice To distinguish good from evil. Let me read that one more time. But solid food is for the mature. So it's talking about the difference of immaturity and maturity. And in the scriptures, you always see like milk is for the immature. Like if you're immature in your faith, you can't handle uh, harder concepts, you can't handle harder experiences in life that may come. You're an infant, you're a baby. But in Hebrews, the writer is saying, but solid food is for the mature. So you can only handle the hard things of the faith as you mature up, as you gain your experience of walking with God and seeing him come through. That way, if you face hard things, you know he's come through before. You can trust him. And then maturity is described. For those who have their powers of discernment, so they're, they're discerning. And not only are they discerning, but they've had their powers of discernment trained by the constant practice To distinguish what? Good from evil. evil. So that's connected to this idea. You need to be an infant in evil, and the only way you're an infant in evil is if you actually are maturing and growing in your understanding of what is good and what is evil. Okay? So when you commit to being an adult, it's this idea that I'm actually gonna be a student under God and him, His leading, and really allow Him to teach me good from bad. That's at the basic level, right, of what you wanna train kids. You want them to know what's good and do it, and know what's bad and not do it. And so it's actually pretty simple, but the commitment to being an adult means that you live under this understanding, and you operate this way. What it means practically To commit to being an adult is that you realize that you live in a cause and effect universe which reaping and sowing happens you want to know when I like look back at my life at the most cringe moments in my life when I look and I say I was so immature I was not an adult in my thinking I was an adult in my acting I was an adult in my attitude Behavior, anything. It was when I thought I could do whatever I want to do right now and it had no impact on the future. That's immaturity. That's what children do. They make decisions now and they think it's disconnected from the future. Every one of your decisions that you make, they count. You're sowing Seeds in the ground and every seed is going to sprout something, good fruit or bad fruit. Part of committing to being an adult is realizing, like, I actually need discernment. Because if I just make decisions without thinking, these decisions will blow up in my face. But that's what it means to commit to being an adult, to grow in discernment so you can distinguish good from evil, cause and effect. Each decision I make impacts me and those around me. Kids, right? They, they don't think like that. Why did you smack him on the face? What would a kid answer? I don't know. Or he started it. Or I felt like it. Why wouldn't I smack him in the face? The gap in my synapse said punch him. And I did. And like when you talk like a kid, you, you get on their reasoning. You realize like you're like a hamster wheel. No, you're like a hamster on a hamster wheel. You're not the wheel. You're the hamster. You're just spinning and you're trying to reason with them. They have no category for it. I just felt like it. But what you find is so many people in college and going into adulthood, they never actually stop to think why they do what they do and what the impact of their decisions are. Have you ever regretted doing something, right? We all have. Some things like we regret a lot. We have to battle that. Other things were like, I regret eating that. Minor, right? Sometimes I regret what I did to that person. I regret the way I responded to that situation. Those are deeper, right? But immaturity is, you didn't realize at the time that that decision would impact you and impact others. And so what Paul's saying in the writer of Hebrews is committing to be an adult. Everything you do and everything you say counts. Period. It counts. It matters. It makes an impact. So therefore, are they adult-like or child-like decisions and reactions and attitudes, okay? Second part. An adult and how to move in towards maturity, you have to give up childish things and ways. That's what Paul did. He gave it up. What are some childish things that you think people in college need to give up? And I say people in college because I don't want to say you. Because when you answer, be like, oh, you don't do that? but they have their own stuff too. So what are things college students may need to do to give up childish things? Is there anything, or are are all college students like adults? Yeah. First thing that came to mind was like video games. Okay, okay, now I I should have prefaced this, okay. This is what's gonna happen, right? People are gonna say stuff, and you do that stuff. And then you're gonna be like, oh man. I'm gonna punch him, right? But remember, that's what, kids, that's what kids do, right? So don't do that. So if somebody says something, that's not like an attack on you. That's part of being an adult. You don't take it personally. You actually might learn from it, okay? That's important because when people say stuff and I do it, all of a sudden I'm like, you know, you'd like withdraw a little bit, kinda hurts a little, stings. Let's just not take it personally. Unless, unless you need to. so Everything I've said could be disregarded, okay. So, video games, hypothetically. If you did that, okay. Yes. Sleeping all day. Sleeping all day. Now, now. Okay, people, calm down, all right. Okay, we got people leaving. He's going to take a nap. Um, sleeping all day, like what does that mean? Like, like what time would that be? I'm serious, like, after eight, like at night? <laughs> oh, oh no. that's sleeping all day? Uh, well, they're turning on you, bro. Oh, Uh oh, I had, I had a couple like behind, mm. and the rest of you are like, Pfft. that better be Eastern. Oh no, that wouldn't work, that'd be five. Okay, yes, back there. Dude, I'm so old, I didn't even know what that meant at first. <laughs> Having mass FOMO. Fear of missing out. Like mass, I like how you had mass. Like, like just an overwhelming, overwhelming, just overwhelming a mass on me. Okay, any other, any other? Yeah. Okay, kids do. If you have an opinion on everything, it's maybe you think you know everything. You're know-it-all. Okay. I'm just thinking very highly of the you have on everything. Okay. Anyone, anyone do that? I, Yeah, I do. Yeah, sure. Back there. Laziness. Just laziness. Okay. What's that? Did somebody say something? They said nice one. Oh. Yeah, good, good one. All right. Here, here's, here's some uh, Here's some uh, I have. And this is meant to sting you, okay? All right? Here's some things that childish things you might need to give up if you're dependent on your parents. That means you're dependent. What are children? Dependents. Okay. Does that sting anybody? Okay. Um, here's another thing. Here's another thing. Listen up, listen up. All you guys are like freaking out right now. Just... Calm down, okay? Everybody, calm down. All right. Uh, if you're dependent on your parents or on anybody, you're actually not being a full adult. You're not. Now, does that mean, but like, like my parents like pay my car insurance because I, I can't afford it yet. And like, they have a loan like on my name. Like, right? All that just is going on in your, you know? Like, but like, because like, like healthcare, like Obamacare, like that, 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 Give me the beat, boys, the freedom. Okay, that's all, you know that was that's all freaking out, right? Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. This doesn't. I don't even know where that came from. I just felt that. Okay, that was like a childish thing coming out. But um, listen up, listen up. This is important. Okay, if if you are dependent, that's just one of the areas that you know. Okay, I probably need to move. Towards being independent in that area It doesn't mean necessarily you call them tomorrow on your way home and like hey drop me from the insurance I'm just gonna like go uninsured <laughs> Drop me from the health care <laughs> just gonna get duct tape and just I get cut I'm just gonna like right okay that could be unwise however it does mean you need to know the areas that you're dependent and then begin to think how do I actually become independent financially Okay, And we're going to talk about why that's important a little bit. But uh, if you're dependent on anyone, uh, that's, that's a childish thing. You may need to give up. If you are not making commitments in your life, you're acting like a child. If you're not making commitments in your life, you are acting like a child. An adult makes commitments because behavior follows commitment. And usually you don't make commitments because you're scared. That could be in a relationship. That could be in your Future, that could be with what you need to do right now. You don't want to make a commitment because you actually don't want to do anything. That's what children do. Be committed people. And you actually are acting like an adult. Okay? So don't be dependent. And don't make... Just don't focus your life on not making commitments. So make them, okay? Um, If there's area in your life where you're just not taking responsibility, this is... You maybe are, you've made commitments and your response, you know, you have responsibilities, but you're not actually taking those responsibilities serious. You're like, hey, I I have commitments, but at my job, like, I'm always kind of in hot water because I don't actually do what I'm supposed to do, okay? An adult who follows Christ not only makes commitments and is not dependent on anyone, but they also handle their responsibilities in a way that pleases God. That's why in the scriptures, there's always the emphasis on working for the Lord because he's always watching. We think we can get away with things because people don't see it, but God sees everything. Nothing is hidden from his sight. Okay. You guys follow me so far? Last thing. That's a childish way. Entitlement. Uh-oh. It's your generation. Okay. You said that I did not say that. But what, why? Why would you say that? Whoever said that? Why would you say that? Uh, well, I mean, you just look at how the boomer or the boomerang generation going back and forth to parents' house, you know, um, to like living on their own. So we're kind of like entitled to live it. When you say oh, I'm moving out, and then we say, Oh, mom and dad, I'm moving back in with you, you know, like that's almost like we're saying we're going to, and they don't have no say. Good. I actually was going to call this workshop How to Grow Up and Not Move Back In with Your Parents. I'm being serious, but then I thought, like, that's kind of offensive. Like, no one who's living with their parents would come, right? Uh-huh. But it's true, like, that, to your point. There's just, like, maybe an entitlement, like, I don't have any way that, to make this work, so I'm just going to live with my parents, and they don't have a say in the matter, okay? If they're good parents, they actually shut the door, change the locks, and you realize they did have a say in the matter. Okay. Anyone else? I don't even know what the question was. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, entitlements. Okay, uh, being being entitled. Um, along 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 those lines, it's just it's just this idea. This is part a, a childish thinking. Okay, I am gonna graduate college, and I want to be at the same place, live in the same size house, and have the same income like my parents. That doesn't make any sense because you don't have experience and you actually probably don't have the knowledge you probably don't even have the maturity yet of those older than you but I fell into this too you graduate college and you are entitled to status and usually that's like I don't want to work here because I'm gonna hold out for the perfect job being an adult means get a job okay a job. Because if you get a job, you actually start working. If you start working, you get money. And if you get money, you actually can become independent from those having to support you. So more than the perfect job is a job. But we're entitled so much thinking, there's certain status that I've had that I need to maintain. You actually have a phenomenal amount of status right now. Like you're in college. And for the most part, you probably do get to eat and you get to come to places like this. And there's people throughout the world that don't have near as much as what we have. And they have to fight for everything. So it's not even your generation. It's our culture. We're an entitled culture. We're selfish, self-absorbed. And we think the world revolves around us. Being an adult means, you know what? I actually have to earn my way. I have to earn my keep, and I have to earn the responsibility and respect of others. That's what adults do, okay? That leads to the last point. Make necessary commitments and changes to becoming an adult. Okay, so everything I've said now leads to, so what for you? We've talked a lot about characteristics. We've talked about committing to being an adult. We've talked about giving up childish things. And the last thing is, okay, then I need to make necessary commitments and changes. So here's here's some questions, okay? Is there anything in your life stopping you from doing what God may have you do? The reason I ask that is oftentimes that's the measure of how independent we are or interdependent to actually do what God wants us to do. There may be things... And this is what Dudley was talking about last night. There may be things that God is asking you to do, but because you are dependent on your parents, you cannot do it. So this is a matter of actually the will of God. So when you become independent, mature adults, you are now in a place where you can do what God wants you to do, wherever that may be. And that's very Powerful because you can be in the center of God's will just by taking the steps of being an adult, okay? And then the second part of that question is, who or what is preventing you from saying yes to God? That's a measure of your level of personal responsibility. That's a measure of how dependent you may be on others around you. Here's, a, here's just another thing of the discernment and, and knowing how to distinguish from, from good versus evil. Uh, sometimes you, you need discernment just to know how to distinguish between uh, good versus best, okay? Here's something, just a next step for you. Because some of you guys are wrapping up college. Uh, some of you guys are thinking through summer. Some of you are thinking through, like, the next, like, phase of your life, okay? Here's a question that's really helped me, okay? By saying yes to... Blank, whatever it is. I'm saying no to blank. That's a really important question. Whenever you say yes to something and you make a commitment to it, you're saying no to something else. And sometimes people think that not making a commitment is that. You're just not making a commitment. But did you know by not making a commitment, you're actually fully committed to being Passive. So by saying yes to passivity, I'm saying no to taking care of the things that God wants me to do. Vice versa. By saying yes to a ministry opportunity, I may be saying no to pleasure and freedom that I want to do. Okay, further. By saying yes to God, I may say no to my parents. Now, being an adult doesn't mean that all of a sudden you cut your parents off emotionally or or physically, and you visit, you know, it doesn't mean that you just, you shun them. That's the opposite. You're actually supposed to honor your parents. If they get old, we're actually commanded to take care of them when they can't take care of themselves. It's kind of full circle, isn't it? When they're no longer dependent, their independent kids should now take care of them, okay? But there may be some conversations that you need to have with your parents, letting them know that they have done a fabulous job. And I wanna close with this story and then I'm gonna open it up for questions, okay? When I uh, was my senior year in college, my mom, I was engaged to be married to my wife, Samantha. My mom was, was, was kind of trying to give me advice and counsel which was looking out for myself, okay? She's my mom. I'm her youngest son, I'm her only son. And all of her counsel was, how does she make life good for me? But I was facing decisions where it's really my role as the husband to sacrifice for my family and to provide for them. So what I started realizing is, like, my mom was giving me advice, looking out for me, but that was actually the opposite thing that I needed to be doing. So I prayed about it, and I got some counsel. And a wise mentor came to me and said, you know, you you might just need to talk to your mom and just thank her for the job that she's done. But also let her know that the job is done I don't know if you've ever like had a conversation like that with your parents but there's a little part of you like, you're like oh what you're like it's my mom you know I've known her my whole life <laughs> right but I, I still remember to this day I had this conversation with mom cuz I knew if I didn't like make this commitment to be an adult and tell her that we were gonna have trouble really the rest of our marriage and the rest of our time relating to my parents and so it just went like this i said mom i love you so much and you have done a great job raising us and you raise us to really know god and to live for him and to make choices that are in line with that but i'm engaged to be married and i'm about to start my new family and i just want to let you know that while i appreciate all that you've done your job now needs to be done I still may ask you for counsel, and I may, may still ask you for advice, but ultimately, I have to lead my family. And by leading my family, that means I can't just do whatever you think I need to do, and I can't just do whatever you want me to do. And, like, I just got it out. And I just looked at her, and I was like, this is going to be crazy. Like, and she just got teared up. She just started crying, and she just said, thank you. I needed that, you know. And to this day, I've been married uh, 14 years. And to this day, she still comments about that conversation. And what it was is I drew a line, and I made a boundary. That's what adults do. And I made it a commitment, and that's what adults do. And I communicated it to her. That's what adults do. And so I want to encourage you. God has given you the strength and discernment to do that yourself. And that may be just something that you need to do while also looking at What are areas of your life where you have entitlement? What are areas of your life where you've got to step up your commitments or make them? And then what are areas of your life where you're like being slack-handed in your responsibilities? Okay? As you let God speak to you in those, you're actually being an adult. So I just want to encourage you as I close before questions, decide to be an adult and you will become one. And as you are an adult, people will treat you like one, okay? Thank you guys so much. Are there any questions? Yes, ma'am. You know how you said, like, kind of, like, moving back home is, like, you know, you're kind of somewhat dependent, but it's, what if, like, you're, like, planning on, like, paying off school loans, and, like, you're just, like, parents, like, moving back with us, you're going to work and pay off all the schools. like, with that, I mean... <coughs> I think, I think there's a place to that. The question was, like, what if you move back from your parents and really that, the idea is, like, that's one of the ways that with school loans you're just going to try to become financially independent. I think the main conversation you need to have is what strings are attached to you living at home? What do they expect from you? And the only way you know it is you have to ask them. And you have to decide, are these expectations... Or the strings worth it? And can you still be an adult with those in place? And that's different for each parent. Some parents are like, there's no strings. Other parents, there are. And some of you are like, yep, I know where my parents are going to be. There's going to be a rope.
1: <laughs> right? But
0: you have, to, you have to decide how thick of a rope can you deal with, okay? Good question. Any other questions? Yes, ma'am like making a certain and changes to becoming an adult like are you saying like specific time or like now like to do that Great question. So the question is like okay, I got to make necessary changes to become an adult. When do I do it? I'll ask another question. Why wouldn't you do it now? You don't have to answer, answer it. Okay. Well, you can. That's the basis of my question. Okay. Like my parents pay for like rent and car insurance and so on like sure. that, but like it's impossible for me to work Enough to raise that money and go to school and do all my classes. Okay. So like, it's not like possible to be completely financially uh, de- dependent. Okay. Independent. So. Until I'm out of college. So maybe maybe part of the part of the, the conversation you can have with God is okay. This is how I'm seeing it. Is this the only way I can see it? The word impossible. You have to decide is that true. And then also. Um, And I'm not saying, guys, this like you live on the streets and you have a can now. You're like, I'm just being an adult. (laughs) Because actually that, you're depending on others, right? It doesn't make any sense. But, but with that, it's easy to not think about it and just think this is it. This is the only way it works. So think about it. Engage. Like, ask God. Like, is there anything that I could actually begin to do to become more independent? Like, what does that mean? And then also, what's the cost of being independent versus dependent? You just have to kind of spend some time, like, thinking through that. Good question. Yeah? Uh, what was your most uh, difficult points in your life where you, moved, where you moved from dependent to independent? Okay, good question. Here, here's something I, I want to say about the fears you guys all shared. You guys can do it. Okay. What I see so much is that college students want the perfect environment and scenario for them to step out in faith. They want everything lined up. I see this all the time. Like, like I, you have this girl. I see this with guys. Like, they have a girl that they're in love with and they want to be committed to. But there's all these things of, like, the perfect thing that they want. And in my own life, everything was, like, all lined up. And I got married and stuff fell apart. So... You can't just decide, like, everything has to be lined up. So for me personally, the biggest thing was I'm going to just decide to be independent. And I had a job when I was married, and I was very thankful for it. A year after I was married, I was laid off from my job. I no longer had it. My wife was working, thank God, and so we lived off that. But we, we had so little to live off of. Now, if I would have seen that coming before we were married, I don't know what I would have done. But that's kind of what happens. You have to make the choice, and that's faith. You have to step out and say, I am going to be an adult and commit to the things I need to commit to and be responsible and not be entitled and see God come through. And he does. And so for me, it's just that. It was just, I decided to do it, and all the things that I was freaked out about happened. But you know what? Adults figure out, how to make it work. That's what you do. That's what makes you an adult. And so you have to decide and then you trust God in the, in the midst of it. Good question. Any other questions? We're almost out of time. I think we are out of time. And I'll take one more. Anyone else? We're the closest to the dinner, so we're okay. <laughs> Any other questions? Yes, sir. Say that again? What are my views of being engaged? Yeah, do, you think, like, do you think you should be engaged and independent before you're engaged? Like, should you have, like, should you be sort of, like, independent before going in? Like, okay, I'm going to get engaged, or like, I'm going to get married? Depends how long your engagement is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, here's my thought on marriage, okay? (laughs) You like that? Here's the thing, here's the thing. Just, this is kind of unrelated, okay? This is kind of unrelated. We are delaying marriage more and more, okay? There's part of being an adult which means you're married. And some of the time you're delaying marriage because... And this, I'm speaking to the guys now. A lot of times you delay marriage because you're not making a commitment and you're afraid to. And it's a lot of times driven by fear, which is like, how am I going to make it work? Now, you can't blindly just ask a girl to marry you if you have no way of providing for her. And so on your, you know, your spectrum of when, you better make sure by the time that she says I do, you have a plan to support her. If you don't have a plan, you're not ready to be married. And if you're not ready to be married, you're not an adult. Okay? So it's all connected. Be married means I'm going to be responsible and I'm going to look out for the welfare of others and I'm going to make commitments. And so, yeah. So, yes, basically. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, don't. Yeah. Kids don't get married. But, but again, the delay of that, sometimes guys specifically are thinking, I can't get married because I need to do this, 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 this. And what it is is, because I'm not willing to do commitment here, commitment here, commitment here. Okay? So make the commitments, be responsible. And you know what? You actually may have a wife that wanna marry you. No, no, I'm not talking to you. I'm just saying, that's how it works. If you're a man, you actually will get respect and a woman would actually maybe fall in love with you fall in love is different, you know, forget fall in love, but she may actually love you, choose to love you. This is getting sidetracked. Any other questions? How, how has this, how has this been helpful? If it has, I'm making an assumption, but what, what are some things like you hear? Like you think, okay, what did you learn from adulting? Your little friend tells you. <laughs> what would you say? Being intentional, right? Being intentional. Okay. What else would you say? Yeah. It's a decision um, and a commitment, and everything else just kind of follows through. Okay. Good. Anyone else? Helping others achieve their goals and not just achieve their goals. Good. Anyone else? Yeah. Be less independent, like have less of an independent focus and more of an interdependence. Good. So move from independence to interdependence, realizing that there's other people. Good. Yeah. It's like the real possibility that my parents could get in the way of my ability to grow Absolutely. And they may not even know it. But being an adult is actually pointing it out to them. That's right. That's right. Good. And here's the question I'm going to end with. If you're not ready to be an adult, why? And that question is what you can take with you. If you're not ready to be an adult, why? And that reveals where you are. Okay. Let me pray for you guys. Thank you for being so attentive. I've really appreciated you guys being here. Let's pray. Father, thank you, God, for the help that you you give. It's actually you who brings us to maturity. But we do have to decide to do it. We have to decide to cooperate with you to be responsible adults who actually take care of the things that you've given us, uh, consider others before ourselves, uh, check our entitlements against actually what you want from us. And so, God, I pray for just the men and women here that you'll really encourage them to put away childish things, uh, commit to being an adult, and then just to take the steps needed uh, to be the adult that you uh, really desire them to be. So help them to just be able to pinpoint anything that they may need to put away and uh, put on as an adult. And I pray that as they take these steps, they'll really see you come through. You'll give them courage to keep taking further steps. So we thank you, Lord, for the way that you lead us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, guys.